We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Coachable Podcast, the go-to place for personal and spiritual development because around here, we believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, high-performance coach and breathwork facilitator, and each week I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen, because you're going to want to take notes as we pull back the curtain on the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to unlock your inner champion. You guys, the conversation I had with Stephen Kessler was so epic that we had to do a part two because we couldn't stop talking about how the five personality patterns show up in our relationship dynamics and interact with other patterns that our partners have. So we get into the good, the bad, the ugly of how we trigger our partners, why we feel triggered, and how we get into toxic cycles that seem like we're having the same argument over and over again. I share about my own relationship and, and the way is that my pattern has shown up for me and my husband. And so I think you're going to get so much out of this conversation that you can take home with you and um, really start to unpack and learn more about who you are so that you can truly be seen and heard and known for the truth of who you are and not just the pattern that you might have been operating in for so long. It's so easy to think like, this is who I am. But for many of us, We've just been identified with our pattern, not with our essence, not with the truth of who we are. And so this is just going to help you to notice, become aware and learn how you can start to become more present so that you can be seen um, as you are and create that that connection and intimacy that you desire. So I trust that you're going to get so much value from this conversation. And uh, Stephen has given us some really great resources for you to use as you follow along. If you want to take notes, this is certainly an episode you're going to want to um, probably sit down with and and take notes on and maybe revisit uh, a, a couple times. Uh, so without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Okay, Stephen. So you've had 40 years of experience as a therapist, and I know that something you probably have commonly seen is how personality patterns are showing up and maybe causing 
<laughs> causing a ruckus in our relationships with our partners. And I think this is one of the things that's so important about learning what our patterns are and knowing what our partner's patterns are, because it's almost like that's a love language. Once we understand them, we can empathize with them. There can be so much more compassion. So talk to about, uh, us about the importance of personality patterns as they pertain to our relationships and what you've seen over the course of your practice and how how they might uh, cause unexplained problems that we don't know we're having or we don't know how to solve for. Yeah. One of the uh, most frequent problems that brings a couple into my practice is that they've realized, they've noticed over time, they have this fight and it seems unsolvable. It's confusing. They're not quite sure how it started or why it's still going on or how to stop it or even what it's about. And when we unpack it all, what we discover is that they have a, a kind of a, a, an endless loop going because what one of them does to try to feel safer, what their pattern tells them to do to try to feel safer, is actually something that scares the other person. And that's not the end of it. Then what that person does to try to feel safer scares the first person. So it just goes back and forth. And because they don't yet understand this way of uh, this map of personality or this way of understanding people, neither of them realizes that what they do to try to feel safer actually scares their partner and makes their partner do the thing that scares them. Okay. So one of the, the things that's been really, really helpful for couples um, in stopping that endless fight is to learn about the different patterns and learn which patterns they do and which patterns their partner does and begin to understand why they do what they do and why their partner does what they do and how to um, actually interact with their partner in a more skillful way instead of just perpetuating the fight what their partner needs to feel safe and stop the fight hmm. Yeah, Sometimes it it's like, like magic. Right. Because I know in my relationships throughout my life, it's it's a cycle that you don't intentionally get into, but it's an unconscious thing. And all of a sudden I'm triggering you and then you're triggering me. And we're in this cycle of triggering each other and we don't know how to come mm -hmm. back to, to love and understanding. And so we feel misunderstood a lot. And um, yeah. so it's, we, we kind of feel like we're talking past each other or that we're not getting our point across. And what you're saying is kind of, we're speaking kind of different languages or it's because we have different we really patterns. Are. It is really different languages. And this happens not just in romantic relationships, but in families, among friends, co-workers, any place that you have to deal with other people. Mm. And if you're able to understand like what's going on with them and what do they need to feel safer, then it's a relatively easy choice for you to provide what they need to feel safer. And then the whole situation calms down. Right. Or if you need them to give you something to feel safer, once you know what it is and you can put it into words, 
you have the tools to say to them, here's what I want you to do for me. Right. Makes well, a big it's interesting difference. Because I was just on a, um, I was just on a live on social media and somebody that was on the live had asked me, how do I, how do I work on being more uh, empathetic? Because my wife is highly sensitive and I'm a type A and not, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, it's hard for me. I don't feel much is what, what he said. And, uh, just from that very brief interaction, I could tell that likely they're just operating in two different patterns. Exactly. Right. Yeah. In fact, when I've worked with groups online, uh, some often I've been invited in to, to do a kind of guest teaching by various people who are teaching coaches or, or have some group of students. Um, various people will say, well, you know, I have this problem in my relationship. And it's often a very simple situation of what the two people need to feel safer is opposite to each other. So what, what one person does to try to feel safer scares the other one. And it doesn't even matter who starts, who does the first move. Right. Whoever moves toward first or moves away first, the other one gets upset about that and, you know, does what they do. So if it's if it's a toward and away kind of thing, you get toward away, toward away, toward away, toward away. And basically, mm -hmm. you have a chase for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> but nobody right. can understand how to stop it. Well, and I think this is, um, you know, what a lot of people might be familiar with is kind of attachment styles and and maybe anxious and uh -huh. avoidant, sort of doing that dance back and forth and why it can feel just so frustrating at times. So let's kind of take a take a walk through each of the patterns and maybe what it is um, that they do to try and feel safe and what actually scares them that their partner right. might do. Right. And in order to make it easier to do this, I've made up a chart of what each of the five patterns does to try to feel safer. And then also what scares a person who's caught in that pattern. A uh, couple of things that's important for people to remember in this. One is a person does more than one pattern. They typically do two patterns. So this is not a typology like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs. And also the patterns are what a person does to try to feel safer. It's not who you are. Right. So if you're thinking about yourself or if you're thinking about your partner or your coworker, um, Think of them in terms of probably doing two patterns. Some people do three, but usually it's just two. Also, this chart that you and I are working off of um, is one of the free gifts for people who watch your um, watch your podcast, and uh, they'll be able there'll be a link with the podcast. They'll be able to go and download that actually in real time. Yes. And follow along on that chart. So trying to make this easy. Yeah. So you guys will be uh, so able to. You like you, yeah. I was just going to mention if you guys are following along and you want to um, 
kind of walk with us through this, you can get that, um, go to the show notes link right below this episode and, and download it and actually see what we're, what we're referring to. And that's available to you. Uh, Stephen has made that, uh, available. So, um, yeah, let's begin just with the leaving pattern. Um, I think okay. that's a place that makes sense to start. And, um, mm-hmm. as a reminder for people, this is one that gets really developed when you're super young, maybe either womb or even right after, mm-hmm. um, birth. And typically as the, as the pattern calls itself, it's, you know, it tries to feel safe through leaving. So speak to speak to that and, and what um, yeah. what does that really look like in relationship? I just want to take a quick second to tell you about an upcoming free coachable masterclass that I'm going to be doing on November 18th from 7 to 8.30 Eastern. This is going to be an amazing training focused all around shifting your identity. So many of us are identified with our patterns and with these titles and personas of who we think we need to be, um, that we have gotten uh, disconnected from the truth of who we are and it's impacting our results and our, our livelihood. And so this, this masterclass is is completely free and it's going to be focused on reforming your former self so that you can become your future self. You can bring the future to you. So I want to invite you right now to pause this recording and go to the link it's going to be available here in the show notes um, and register for free. Join me for 90 minutes on November 18th. I want to see you there and uh, bring the future to you. Let's jump back into the episode. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. So a person who is caught in this pattern has not yet fully embodied, has not really come into their body and claimed their body developed a strong felt sense of their core, an energetic attachment down into the earth, grounding, or developed a, um, let me turn off phone here, um, or, and has not yet developed a strong energetic edge. So they're easily overwhelmed by um, energies from other people coming into their space, especially big energies, especially anger, hatred, anything aggressive. So this person, um, when they feel any kind of big energy anywhere near them, will tend to to get out of there. They might physically leave. They might uh, leave their body. Somehow they will disappear. Now, if the other person involved uh, does a pattern which generates bigger energy kind of natural, even if they're happy, but also gets upset when their partner suddenly disappears, we have a problem. That's true of someone who's caught in the aggressive pattern. Mm -hmm. A person who does the aggressive pattern runs a big energy. It's part of what you have to do in order to make this pattern work. Mm. And, And they'll be running a big energy even if they're just happy. So it's they like, might be loud. Like, I'm so glad to see you. Like, boom, right. too much. And they're afraid of abandonment. So when the person caught in leaving pattern disappears, the person caught in aggressive pattern interprets it as you're abandoning me. I'm scared. 
Now they gear up and they um, they try to find the other person and um, sort of pin them down. They use even bigger energy and it quickly becomes frustrated and angry, which scares the person in leaving pattern even more. Right. So you can see how this is a tough combination. Right. Naturally, conflict is is written all over this. Yeah. So that's so, one of the things. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so so what do we do if that's kind of the dynamic we're in? Are we are we doomed or is there hope for us if we are, are in relationship with people that have differing patterns? Because I would imagine it, it's likely rare that you get into a relationship with someone who runs the same pattern as you or it's 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 pretty likely that you might have a partner that runs a different pattern than you for some patterns there's an attraction to people who run the same pattern for other patterns there's an attraction to people who do different stuff so we get both situations but for all the patterns the the easiest way to um to handle these differences and difficulties is first of all to understand what's going on and to do that basically you need to just learn this map of personality it's not that complicated um, it's not not really difficult to uh, to master and secondly then you have to understand what patterns you do, what patterns your partner does, and how to interact with that person in a more skillful way. For a person who does leaving pattern, for instance, it's important that they recognize several things here. One is that leaving upsets other people and not right. just people who do aggressive pattern. Anybody who cares whether you're still there is going to be upset if you suddenly disappear. You know, not only mm -hmm. from the room, but from the physical plane entirely. Right. Um, secondly, it's important to understand what energy skills you need to to develop in order to uh, manage the situation for yourself. So the person in this case, the person who's doing leaving pattern needs to develop a felt sense of core. A grounding into the earth so they feel supported and secure here. And they need to develop an energetic edge, which will filter out some of this energy from other people coming into their space. Mm -hmm. The person who does aggressive pattern needs to learn an energetic skill to manage their attention and keep their attention and their energy in their own space not be flooding it out into everybody else's space, uh, which there is a real tendency to do for people in this pattern, mm -hmm. because other people do feel invaded by this. Right. And also to recognize that this, this sudden belief that you've been abandoned and now you must gear up and somehow fight or something over it, that this is an internal thing. This is not necessarily true on the outside. And secondly, you know, other people do have the right to actually leave the room. This is not a, a hanging offense. They might be scared of you. Mm -hmm. So you got to learn to bring your energy level down to a level that most people can manage. Right. 
Well, and that's and a to, skill that nearly everybody who runs aggressive pattern needs to learn. Exactly. And I think it's very easy for us to drop into a story that tells us, you know, that when someone is walks out or is setting that clear boundary or needs time, you know, space or time apart, that we we take that very personally, especially for those that um, yes. you know, run a pattern that feels scared by someone leaving or feels abandoned by someone leaving. And, and we make that about us, that they're leaving us when really what you're saying here is no, the leaving pattern is doing what they feel like they need to do to be safe. It actually has, it's not that they're leaving exactly. you. It's they're, they're creating safety for themselves. And when we make anything, make these assumptions that it's, it's personal, um, then we're destined to get into to deeper conflict because it feels like a, a personal attack or a betrayal yes. when really it's just trying to, to create that safe space so that we can come back together. Yeah. One of the big benefits of learning a map of personality like this is that it tends to release you from taking everything so personally mm-hmm. and to realize, oh, wait a minute, they're just doing that to try to feel safer why didn't they feel safe? Did I do something that scared them, that upset them? Mm-hmm. So another example for people who do leaving pattern is they like to stay up in their head and make everything mental and abstract and general and sort of keep everything light and playful and impersonal. Now, someone who wants to make it more heart-centered more emotional, more personal, like someone who does merging pattern, is going to be frustrated by this. They said, no, I want a heart connection with you. Come down. Mm-hmm. Come, you know, come here and meet me. Right. Person who does leaving pattern, if they don't do merging pattern, if they just do may say they do leaving and rigid pattern, they're not good at being in their heart. It right. might be a little scary. It might be like, I don't know about this. Like you can get hurt in there. Mm-hmm. Um So they keep trying to redirect attention away from the heart and feelings and personalness and up to sort of let's talk about this in the abstract. And the person who does merging pattern says, no, 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 this is personal. This is between you and me. And besides, I have big feelings Mm -hmm. and I'm going to express my big feelings. Once again, we're getting a big flow of energy scares the person leaving pattern and they head for another dimension. Right. Another example. Right. Yeah. So this is, it's so clear that, again, these dynamics are for many couples likely very unconscious, very frustrating, very like continual until we are equipped with understanding what we need to do to feel safe and how our our attempts to feel safer are likely triggering or scaring our partner and just really mm-hmm. learn the things we like we get to do energetically to find neutrality would you say neutrality is is helpful in these situations yeah in the sense of coming back to presence mm-hmm. and also regulating your own your own system, your own nervous system, right. your own energy field. Right. Not having it be huge, not having it be tiny, but actually being able to regulate your own internal state. 
mm-hmm. which is part of our definition of being an adult. You know, right. a child is not able to regulate their own inner state. They require a parent to do that for them. And that's why when someone is not able to regulate their own inner state, one of the things we say about them is, oh, they're such a child. I mean, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I have said that, I think, likely at some point. I just grow up, grow up. And um that's and I don't be more advise like that. Me, by the way, too. yeah, exactly. Grow up and be like me. Um, that's that's so often like what we really are expecting. And going back to our earlier conversation, it's it helps us to have so much more empathy and compassion when we recognize that everybody's not seeing the world through the same lens that we are. Exactly, and not only not seeing it through the same lens they're actually experiencing a different world. Right. They're maybe tuned into different channel, perceptual channels. Their, um, their attention is on different parts of the whole picture. One way to understand this that I found really useful is to think of it as if you think of really getting the whole situation in all its complexity as 360 degrees, each of us, while we're caught in a pattern, is actually seeing only a slice of reality. And that slice is not the whole picture, but we think it is. Mm -hmm. Also, because we see the same slice over and over and over again, day after day, we think it's the whole picture. A person who's caught in a different pattern is not seeing our slice, they're seeing a different slice. They also think that their slice is the whole picture and that everyone is seeing exactly what they're seeing. So they say, like, why don't you understand? I'm, I'm, I mean, these words are clear as day. What's wrong with you? And right. we say, well, why don't you understand? I mean, obviously, this is the only way it is, right? Mm-hmm. What we don't understand is we're actually experiencing reality differently. Right. And this nobody's wrong. So it makes so much sense because I can think in my own relationship, the, the things that are common that get said over and over. And one is, you're not listening to me. And I'm saying, right, no, right, this right. Is, I am listening and this is what I'm hearing, but they're continuing to feel not listened to. And so it's a, it's a huge frustration because I, I'm like, I, th- I, I don't know how to listen in a different way because I'm only seeing my slice likely. And he- Exactly. Right. And when we hear a word, if a person says, um, if they refer to, you know, this chicken tastes good, as we unpack the words of that sentence, when we come to the word chicken, the only thing we can use as a reference is the taste of chicken that we have experienced. If we've experienced something different than they have, then that word, the same word, chicken, means one thing to them, but a different thing to us. Now, with chicken, it's simple. It, it really is the same food for everybody. Right. But uh, when a person is experiencing emotions or communication through different patterns, it can really be completely different. One of the best illustrations of this is the uh, the words versus melody thing. I've noticed this with couples a lot also. We're all familiar to listening to a song on the radio or through our iPod or something. 
And the, the song has the words and it has the melody. Now, some people, because of the way their personality is structured, because of the personality patterns that they typically get caught in, they listen more to the melody and they kind of ignore the words. Other people, because of their patterns, listen more to the words and kind of ignore the melody. Often you get two people in a couple who are in love with each other, who are talking to each other, but one is listening to the words and the other is listening to the melody. And they don't realize that the other one is listening to something different than they are. Mm -hmm. Now, when we pay attention to our part, we often kind of ignore the other part. And this gives rise to the argument of, you know, but I'm not sure you really love me. I, you, you never say you love me. And the other person, who by this time is really frustrated and getting pretty pissed, says, of course I love you. I told you I love you. Now, the first person is listening to the melody. What they hear is an angry tone. Right. The person who says, well, I told you I love you. They're only listening to the words. Yes. And so it's exactly the thing you were saying. Like they're, they're making the same sounds and using the same words, but they have completely different interpretations of them, different meanings mm. for them. Do you have any tricks for people to like, how do we start to notice if we, I'm listening to the melody and my partner's listening to the words? Is there any way to kind of catch on to that and sense that that's the reason sure. we are I mean, missing the mark? First of all, in yourself, just notice as you listen to music, which is which sort of stands out for you, what's foreground and what's background. And then if you're listening to the, a song with your partner, ask them what stands out to them. I've had this experience frequently of listening to a song with a friend or a sweetheart. And like, I'm sharing this song with this person because it's deeply moving to me. And I ask them, you know, like after the song, I said like, well, what did you think? And they go, well, well, I, I sort of like the tune. And I realized they didn't hear the words at all. And for me, the words were the most important part. Yeah. So, you can literally just ask your partner, you know, give them the example of words and melody, ask them what is more important to them. And then you have to recognize that when you are communicating with them, the one that's important to them is their mother tongue. You got to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. If melody is what's important and you want them to feel loved, you have to bring your inner state into a state of love and speak from that and actually send it in the melody. Yeah. So and the like words tone. you say probably won't matter so much. Right. Tone is everything. Um, I tone is of, everything. Of somebody who, who, you know, for them, a tone, it can be very triggering. It can remind them of a tone maybe their mother had with them when they were young. Exactly. It made them feel scared. So they immediately shut down no matter if what you're saying it could be the kindest thing in the world but if you say it in a certain tone they don't hear any of the words and they kind of go into the pattern yeah. of how do i feel safe the question did you take out the trash seems to be 
uh, one that commonly has trauma from childhood. <laughs> or did you clean your room? Or did you do that thing I asked you to do? Because maybe mom and dad has gotten angry at them right. for not doing that. Mm-hmm. On the word side of it, if say your partner does rigid pattern, one of the things about rigid pattern is that a person who's caught in rigid pattern, at least while they're in the pattern, tends to experience the world more through words than through direct perception. So it's not so much vision and and hearing and touch as it is the words and the meaning of the words that are important. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying something important to them, you have to get the words right. If they're really big on grammar, you have to get your grammar right. If your grammar is wrong, they'll get caught on the fact that the grammar doesn't make sense and they won't even hear what you're trying to say. Right. A person who does leaving pattern doesn't care about the words. Frequently, a person who does merging pattern doesn't care about the words. Both are pretty much tuned into the energy of the situation. Mm-hmm. And so the words might come out sort of backwards. There are words missing from the sentence. The sentence never finishes. It's like, yeah, well, I really, it's just so hard, mm-hmm. right? And the person mm-hmm. who's in rigid pattern listening to this hears, okay, I really, what, 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 what do you really? I don't get that. And then it's so hard. What's so hard? You didn't, I don't know what you're referring right. to. Yes, I can. I mean, I can recognize that within myself because that's the one of the patterns I primarily run. And I'm like, be specific, be clear with your words. Tell me exactly what you're feeling instead of tuning into the the energy of the moment and allowing that to speak for itself. Right. I it's a almost. And when I get into the, kind of the darker side of this, it's a demanding like you need to say it the the right way, or I'm not going to receive yeah. it. Um, and you notice the hand on it, <laughs> or often the finger right. comes out. Accusation. Right. You need to do it my way. You need exactly. to use words the way I use words. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I know how to communicate my own feelings, and that's uh-huh. how I expect other people to do the same. And so if I the the misperception is if they don't communicate the way that I do, then I'm not getting it the need met or I'm not getting it at all. And that's not true. Exactly. The, the, my partner's actually doing, giving it to me in the way that they communicate. And it might be through exactly. just a different, you know, through energy. Um, but it's the perception that makes us miss the moment uh, together of connection. Exactly. And what channel of communication you're listening to. Right. You can think of it the same way you think of channels on your TV. You know, if you're listening to channel four, but the real message is on channel five, you didn't get the message. <laughs> Illustration mm-hmm. with the patterns, a person who does rigid pattern is focused on the words, not the melody and not the energy behind it so much. A person who does leaving pattern or merging pattern is more more focused on the energy and the feeling tone in that. So, right. um, so they will 
they will say something. This was really clear to me a moment ago when you were talking. And when I started to say the sentence, I lost what was the end of it was. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll have to come back to that. But this is a very frequent um, difficulty between people who do rigid pattern and people who do one of the first two, leaving or merging. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get into the next one, merging, and talk a little bit more specifically sure. about um, the, the simple merging and the compensated merging. Um, as you've mentioned, you know they their language is a, a little bit more energetic and feeling um, as opposed to, to words mm -hmm. and, and the way that they communicate themselves. Um, what are some of the other things that maybe emerging pattern uh, person who's caught in that pattern does to feel safe or um, on the other side of that coin might feel scared by? Yeah. So their focus is on the connection to the other person and specifically on the heart to heart connection. That's really where their attention is focused. And that connection gives them something to reference and gives them a sense of safety. Okay. If the other person kind of pulls the plug on the heart connection, the person in merging pattern may feel completely disorganized inside and unable to function in a certain way. They might even fall apart. The person on the other side of it might not even realize that they pulled the plug, that they disconnected the heart connection because they're not so focused on it and maybe they do it whenever they become distressed or frustrated or um, disappointed in something. So they're not, you know, they're not even aware that they disconnected the, the heart connection. But the person in merging pattern feels completely abandoned and let down. Mm -hmm. And the other person has no idea of why. Like, right. no, I'm right here. What's the problem? Mm -hmm. But they feel but the energy shifted. of withdrawal. <clears throat> that even exactly. if I'm, I'm still present with you physically, <clears throat> if, if I withdraw my energy and disconnect the heart connection, they can sense mm -hmm. that. And then they become maybe, would do they become needy, like reaching out for, for that again? And, and maybe I, I would imagine... Um, somebody who maybe runs a different pattern, they're like, I'm right here. But, <laughs> and so it's frustrating for them when the partner's kind of reaching out and needing more, but they think that they're mm -hmm. feeling, fulfilling the need by being just physically present. They haven't gotten out of and walked out of the room, but they've just withdrawn their, their energy or that heart connection. Yeah, that's a great example of how one person is providing what they think the other one needs but it's not actually what the other one needs. Mm -hmm. Like the, the one who says, well, I'm right here. What's the problem? They think that being physically present is what's needed. And the other one wants a heart connection presence. Mm -hmm. And for a person who does merging pattern, when they lose the heart connection, they will often Im immediately blame themselves. They'll feel rejected. They'll feel abandoned. They'll decide I'm not good enough. Um, they may even collapse inward on themselves. Mm. And does that does that sound like what did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? Like is that oh, yeah. kind of the internal yeah. talk? What's wrong with me? Right, and especially if their partner habitually and unconsciously takes a position of if something goes wrong, it's not my fault, it's yours, it's something wrong with you, then we have two people who agree, 
oh, we know who's at fault here, and it's you. And that just reinforces the pattern. It reinforces both their patterns. And it's not actually accurate. Right. Believing that is not going to help them resolve the, the difficulty. Sure. So the person who does merging pattern needs to, again, create a, a stronger felt sense of core and a, um, a connection down into the earth, which gives them a sense of, first of all, not being alone, being supported by the earth. And um, in lots of tribal cultures, they refer to the earth as grandmother earth. And they're thinking of it as the, that wonderful grandmother. The one who always has hot chocolate and cookies and a hug for you and wants you to sit on her lap and tell you all about, tell her all about it. And, you know, the I love you no matter what, grandmother. And and actually, it's been my experience when I really feel into that. That's kind of how it is. Yeah. Kind of a surprise to me. I hadn't thought that would be the fact of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but been it's my actually there. Too. It is. Yeah, that mm-hmm. supportive grounding. And I, I help people to check in to that just when we're going through a meditation or a breathwork session. And one of the first things mm-hmm. I encourage people just to like become aware of and start to sense is that their body lying and being supported by the ground beneath them, whether that's a bed or the floor or the ground itself, but that is holding mm-hmm. them up and that yeah. can help to bring that attention to the fact that you are supported and you are not alone and that is ever yes. present and always there even when you're not consciously thinking about it and it's just a, a reminder mm-hmm. to check in um when you are feeling um disconnected and alone that there is a consistent yeah. stable um supportive presence beneath you all the time yeah that there are larger energies that you are constantly connected to that do support you and feed you and you don't have to just look to other human beings for this mm-hmm. yeah and that's the, i think now, the the perception that we're all that we're separate right the, the perception mm-hmm. that we're separate and um not connected to any of those energies until we we learn, oh, actually I am. I just have been unaware of it for so long. And I thought I was out here on my own to fight or fend for myself. Yeah. And our culture is relatively ignorant of these energies and blind to them and doesn't teach us about them. Our parents don't know about them. And so we don't grow up just learning this automatically like children do in a culture that is more tuned into this. Mm -hmm. So we start out with a certain deficit that way. Right. Now, a person in the, in the merging pattern, uh, when they feel loss of the heart connection or, or out of their fear that they might lose it, does certain things to try to make sure that they maintain the heart connection, right? So they'll appease the other person, they'll accommodate them, they'll flatter them, and they will go so far as manipulating the other person. And one of the favorite manipulations is giving to get. Well, I do this for you, so you should do that for me, right? Mm-hmm. And the manipulating and the giving to get come across to people in other patterns as kind of not a fair deal. Like, I didn't agree to that. 
And besides, you're kind of deceiving me here. Right. Other patterns that get upset about any lack of truth, any deception, any manipulation, they will get quite upset about that. They'll go into their stuff, which often includes pulling the plug on the, the heart connection. And, you know, then you've got one of these fights that nobody can figure out how to end. Mm -hmm. And can you speak to the, the compensated merging pattern and how that's slightly different? Yeah. The, the simple merging pattern is, is if you think of the sort of mother-child, mother-baby, mother-infant situation, simple merging pattern is more like the infant. Like, I need you to fix it for me. I can't do it. You do it for me. You know, cry out for help. Right. Compensated merging is more shifting into the mother role and saying, oh, okay, I'm putting my needs aside. I'm going to, I can fix it for you. I can make you feel happy. But in the meantime, I'm completely ignoring my own needs. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's it's not a um, the the sense of strength and will here is not actually founded on a strong felt sense of core or grounding. It's kind of false, and the person has a tendency to overgive and then crash and burn. Right, and that so compensated a, merging pattern, I, I would imagine, can can kind of play that role of the martyr or so so like self sacrificing. I'll go without. Um, but maybe like always holding some level of resentment towards their their right. partner because they're always giving. Um, and I've done how, so yeah, much can... for you. I was in labor yeah. 14 hours for you. <laughs> yeah, it can get quite dramatic. And merging pattern in general, being very focused on feelings, often gets dramatic. The, you know, the sort of drama queen syndrome goes with this. Even if it's a man doing this pattern, there's a tendency to get kind of dramatic, mm -hmm. um, which often overwhelms other people. Yes. Yeah, I can I can definitely see how that that would be the case for, for those that don't run this pattern. How, how about enduring? What is what does yeah. that show up as? So the safety strategy for enduring pattern is to pull your energy in. The problem is you can't win any fights. You you can't win, basically. You've tried fighting back. You've tried asserting your power. And you just lose, lose, lose. And eventually you say, screw it. I can't win. I'm going to just hunker down and hide. So you pull your energy in and down. And you hide and you keep your head down. And you don't do anything. You don't respond. You don't take any personal action. You don't express what you're feeling. You go silent. And it's a very effective way to get by when you're a little kid and you don't have any power and mom and dad just won't let you win. And they keep invading you energetically. They keep controlling you. And maybe they also humiliate you for, um, for your expressions. Like if you say how you feel or what you want, they um, they make fun of you. So you've learned to do this, and it it's a way of finding a safe space for yourself um, by retreating and pulling in and becoming unavailable. 
Yeah. Of course, anybody else who wants to be connected to you notices that you've suddenly disappeared and they can't find you. And they get a little upset about that. Mm-hmm. And they often try to find you in whatever their way is. A person who does leaving pattern will do energetic probes to find you. It's kind of a light touch, so it might not bother you very much. A person who does merging pattern will be sending energy feeling um, tendrils or probes into you and your space. And that will bother you a lot, which will make you want to pull down even more. A person who does aggressive pattern. Maybe as disapproval. It may be as disapproval you uh, pulled away. Or guilty, like, oh, why are you doing this to me? I'm so good to you. You, you know, you, you won't even talk to me. You won't even tell me what's wrong. You know, a lot of emotional energy, which overloads the system of the person in enduring pattern and, um, and makes them want to retreat more. Or a person in aggressive pattern will go, oh, you know, you're, you're hunkering down. I can't find you. I will just push on you more. Let's a little more aggression here. Mm-hmm. A little bigger, a little a uh, little more energy. I won't leave you alone. I won't leave you alone. Yeah. Exactly. And I can imagine I can imagine that this this pattern might be interpreted by some where my head goes as you're not trying. Right. That when you retreat and you kind of check out, it's like, oh, you don't care or you're not trying Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. really that's not the case at all. Yeah. That the person actually gets disorganized when they get overwhelmed and they can't tell what they feel. One of the very common uh, speech patterns for people caught in enduring pattern is that they'll come out with part of a sentence and then a long pause while they go inside to find out, well, what's the rest of the sentence? But the pause does two things. One is it does give them some time to find like, what is it? What's what's the next piece here? But it also is a trap in that it, it causes other people to jump in and try to supply the missing words. Like, well, yeah, when we... Um, When we were driving to the store the other day, notice the slow pace of speech. When we were driving to the store the other day, I, um, take a while, rest of the sentence. If the other person can't just pause, just stay grounded during the long pause, if the other person jumps in and says, um, you know, you felt angry, you felt sad, you felt abandoned, you felt that the new energy coming in confuses the person in, in enduring pattern and they, they get even, it's harder for them to find out what they really feel. Mm-hmm. They actually do need to go away from all the distraction and all the other energy coming in and have a safe place to just be, hang out with themselves and process it at their own pace, which is slower, and find out what they feel and then come back and tell you. You know what I just thought of as you were saying that? It's almost like 
you know, when you have a web browser pulled up and you're trying to access uh, a new web page and it's loading yeah. and when yeah. it's, it's like it's still loading. And then if you try to open another one, it's just going to slow it down and confuse the system even more. And so like every time you try to insert, oh, here's the word you're looking for, or is this what you mean? It's like, it's trying to open new web pages over and over. And so this system just freezes almost. It's, that's and, true. Yeah. That is exactly what happens. The person is already um, working at maximum capacity and you add more load, it, it overloads them. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Because they don't live in a world of words the same way that say a person who does rigid pattern does. A person who uh, gets really caught in enduring pattern is in a world where space is the foreground thing. Do I have enough space around me? Is this space safe? They're not thinking about the words. They're thinking about, are other people coming into my space and messing with me? And if they do uh, perceive someone else's energy coming in, that takes their attention and it's hard for them to find out what's going on with them and what they feel. They're busy trying to defend themselves from the right. intrusion because the original wound is being invaded, controlled, humiliated. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So it sounds like if you are the partner of somebody who is stuck in the enduring pattern, learning to be patient, learning to allow right. them that space to come to their own conclusion and to get get that uh get find the words or find what it is that they really want to articulate um without judgment and I, that's i think part exactly of, part of the the key there without demanding that they do it the way you would do it and on the mm-hmm. schedule you would use right so it's often wiser to say something to them like i have a question for you i don't need you to answer it right now but let me ask the question so you can take it away and chew on it. Is that okay? Do you notice the, is that okay here? Mm-hmm. You're getting their permission just to ask the question. Right. And then they say, to add uh, it. it's oh, like getting permission to add it to their plate. Like, to are you available to add that to your plate right now? And then it, when they say yes, you say, okay, here's my question. Yada, 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 yada. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, how about if I um, come back and ask you tomorrow what you think about that? Mm-hmm. That gives and them if you mess time. With... Pardon me? Well, I was just going to say, and if you mess with them and you're like, do you know the answer yet? You know, or you tried to like give them a deadline, then they might not feel like they have the space to to really. Exactly. The way they want to. This is the hard part for those of us who don't do enduring parting pattern. When we say, you know, okay, uh, here's the question. Thanks. I'll come back tomorrow and ask you for the answer. Then we have to turn and walk away and we have to take our energy and our attention with us. We can't just leave something tracking them. They'll feel it. It'll bother them. You, we have to actually withdraw our attention and trust they will figure it out. They'll come back. They'll let me know. No one will die between now and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I can sense that that would be, that would be a more uh, difficult pattern, at least for, from, from the rigid perspective that likes things efficient and likes things done in a certain way. Um, I can see how that would take some serious adaptation and learning how to really allow for, for that space. Yeah. It's, it's frequently a pacing problem. Mm -hmm. A person who does leaving pattern or rigid pattern probably operates on a much faster uh, rhythm inside. Mm -hmm. And therefore thinks, well, everybody operates on a faster rhythm, right? No, they don't. There's a whole spectrum. And the opposite end of the spectrum is people who do enduring pattern, much slower rhythm. Well, and, and the issue becomes that there's judgment around that, that we think oh, exactly. other people should go at the pace we that we move at. And and that might be true for, for those that move at slower paces too, that there's something um, aggressive or scary about those that move quicker. Yeah, um, exactly. And it's just the recognition that there is a spectrum and we're all at differing speeds that we move at internally and there's no right or wrong good or bad to any of it yeah that it's not about right and wrong and here of course is where people who do rigid pattern easily get caught because they have a very strong belief in right and wrong Mm -hmm. and that there really is a right and wrong for everything and we must always do the right thing, and we are always in danger of doing the wrong thing. And if you do the wrong thing, you must be punished. So, like, their world is very fraught with danger if you make a mistake, if you do the wrong thing, if somehow you are to blame for whatever went wrong. Yep. Whereas and that's people compensated. Other, Go ahead. People in other patterns don't care about the rules so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's easy to also compensate, and and because if if someone who's in rigid pattern is afraid that if I make a mistake, something bad will happen, we also try to protect our partner in the same way. So we don't ever want them to make a mistake. So we we are correcting them. Oh yeah. In in a sense of trying to make sure only like good things happen, and it comes off as criticism. Exactly. And just sort of skipping to rigid pattern here for a moment, the the way that people in rigid pattern try to feel safer is to by keeping the whole world in order and by performing well according to the received rules and forms and standards. So they want to maintain order and they want to uphold the standards and they want everyone to do everything according to the rules. And so out of the goodness of their hearts, They want to enforce their God-given rules on everybody, Mm -hmm. not realizing that most people don't, uh, people who don't do rigid pattern don't care about the rules in the same way. Just don't have this like religious fervor about we must obey the rules. Right, right. (laughs) Exactly. That's so true. Um, I think some people are like, just relax, you know, (laughs) relax. I can think of a time um, in the recent months where um my husband and I were in a in the car on the way to eat and like many couples we struggled to to figure out where we're going to eat at night and that's one of the the biggest you know um arguments that we have it's like what are we what are we going to eat for dinner and um 
he, yeah, I was driving and he's in, he's in the passenger seat and we didn't really know where we were, we were going to go. And he says, we'll Mm -hmm. just turn left. And for me, I don't like, you know, I don't, uh, I don't like being left out of the loop. So he just says, I want the whole plan. I want the whole plan. (laughs) I I don't like being left out in the dark that for me, it's like, uh, there's fear around. Don't, you know, don't make me look stupid. Don't take, I don't know where you're taking me. Um, I like to have the plan. What should I wear? Am I, this is appropriate, all of the things. And so we were driving and I could sense myself getting, uh, stressed, overwhelmed. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. um, so it brought up a, a moment where I had, I was definitely in the pattern and I, it felt so overwhelming just to like listen to the instructions and to go there that I pulled off the side of the road. And, um, for him, it's why do you have to control everything? Why do you have to need to know all of the information? And that is just a very, in. it was in that moment that I realized, oh, wow, this is, um, like in this moment, this really had a hold on me. And I guess now Mm -hmm. thinking about it, like I, what I felt Mm -hmm. was, scared i guess is what i felt exactly yeah because for those of us who do rigid pattern and i do also um our fear of making a mistake uh is really big and one of the ways that we deal with that fear is by planning how we're going to do anything from a to z And in order to make sure that the whole plan is going to work, we want to see every single step from beginning to end before we take step one. Now, people in other patterns don't need to see the whole plan. In fact, people who do leaving pattern often like they're just driving home from work, right? And their attitude is, I'm I'm bored with driving the same way. I know how that way works. Let's just turn left here and we'll, we'll find some new way. It'll be an adventure. They're much more comfortable with chaos mm-hmm. and with lack of structure and with disorder. Whereas people who do rigid pattern are not comfortable with chaos and disorder at all. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. I need to understand how this is going to work. Before I even put my shoes on, because I'm not going out the door until this is solved. (laughs) Yeah. And so spontaneity is a, it's almost can be triggering. And for me, the, the work is around learning to soften, learning to be more playful, learning to be more open to going with the flow as opposed to being rigid. And, um, that's the work that I get to kind of, um, lean into. Exactly. For, for myself and being open because there are, there are definitely things that I miss out on as, um, as a result of being that way. And, um, Mm -hmm. I think also part of the thing is you get into, um, root, I think routines because you know what to expect and, and, and almost it's a really easy way to get into being a creature of habit. You do the same thing or you go to the same places because you know what to expect and you know, um, kind of, and knowing what to control. Yeah. It's, it's soothing to know what to expect. So a person who's more caught in rigid pattern 
will want to go to the same restaurant by the same route and order the same thing off the menu. It's like, I know I like this. Why mess with it? A person, like maybe their sweetheart, uh, is more into leaving pattern. And their attitude is, oh, yeah, I had that last time and it was great, but I want a new experience. Right. Let's go to a new restaurant we've never been to before. It's it's some kind of cuisine we've never heard of. Well, it'll be fun. It'll be an adventure. The person doing rigid is going, I, I don't think so. I want guaranteed results. The person mm -hmm. in leaving pattern is saying, it'll be an adventure. Something new will happen. You know, we might fall off the edge of the earth. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, someone was telling me uh, yesterday about someone who definitely does leaving pattern, about how much fun it is for her to read stories about people who travel in time. Mm -hmm. Because if you can travel in time, anything can happen. Right. 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 There's all these possibilities. And I, I wonder how this must um, have implications on the types of partners that we are attracted to. So if, if, yeah. um, you know, somebody's really attracted to consistency and stability. So if somebody's right. consistent, there's like, oh, there's safety there, as opposed to somebody who's really, you know, runs maybe a leaving pattern and is really open to adventure and new experiences and spontaneity spontaneity maybe you're just attracted to a different type of of person and so we draw in um partners that we think initially actually complement the things that make us feel safe and then uh -huh. uh, we uncover that there are other parts of them they other, they run other patterns that might bump up against maybe our patterns that we also yeah. run. Yeah, this creates the situation where, you know, three years or five years or 10 years into the relationship, the things that drive you crazy about this person are exactly the same things that first attracted you to them. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of um, uh, different patterns and, and who they want to be with, and I know we've skipped aggressive, we'll get back to that. Um, People in each pattern do sometimes um, connect with someone who also does that pattern. Now, remembering people do two patterns, not just one. If the two people share at least one pattern, at least they can meet there and agree on kind of the basic ground rules of life. If it's two people who do rigid pattern, they agree like the rules are important and the standards are important. We just need to hash out which standards. Because, you know, the Catholic Church's standards are different from the Communist Party's standards, are different from the Summer of Love standards, right? So right. we got to figure out which standards, but once we got, but we agree that standards are important. Mm -hmm. Or if you have two people who both do merging pattern, they can find each other on the heart uh, level all the time. Very soothing, very reassuring. Uh in each pattern, when you get, you know, this kind of crossover, there are pluses and minuses. So it's not just pluses. But uh, for instance, with enduring pattern, you get two people who both do enduring pattern and they will respect each other's space and each other's privacy. They will not be invading and messing with each other. And they both like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Two people who do leaving pattern 
you know, they can go to other dimensions and they can uh, have lots of fun adventures in other dimensions together and play lots of games. And it's all really fun. And nobody has any big feelings and messes it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it doesn't become all like a, we don't have to be attached and like needing each other and stuff like that. We don't even have to be in the body. We can just be, you know, right. we can be in a spirit dimension somewhere. Yeah. That makes two people who do aggressive pattern it's going to be a fight because Mm -hmm. dominating and fighting is the method of trying to feel safer but they will respect each other as warriors Mm. yeah yep and so there's a lot of yeah there would be a lot of fire in that dynamic i imagine Um, there would be well that that brings us back to the aggressive pattern so i think it's natural to kind of go there next yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the the safety strategy here is to literally use aggression to try to dominate other people and control the situation, including controlling yourself. Um, in order to um, in order to feel safer, people who do this pattern, the the early wound is. Uh, some kind of life-threatening situation in which they needed help. They needed someone to come and fix it for them, and nobody showed up. But they were old enough by this time. Maybe they were three or four years old. They were old enough that their own will and their own strength had come online. And so what they did was go inside and find their own will and their own strength, and they'd will themselves through it. And the conclusion from that is it's a jungle out there. You have to fight for your survival and there is no help. No one is coming to fix it for you. You have to do this yourself. It's all on you and it's all a matter of will. Yeah. So they think will will fix everything. Yeah. I I just sense um, it might be very difficult for those in the aggressive pattern to trust anybody. Um, Absolutely. They actually. Big problem with trusting anyone. Right. That when you say you care about me, sure, you say that, but you're, you're, you're not going to be there when I need you or you're going to betray me or that sounds great, but I'm not really going to put, I'm not going to put my eggs in that basket. I'll still depend on myself Uh at the end of the day. And in order to try to stay safe, they've developed a really terrific bullshit detector. Mm-hmm. A way of detecting any untruth spoken by anybody, anytime, anything the person says that doesn't really match their own core. So if their partner, maybe a partner doing merging pattern or doing leaving pattern, doing enduring, trying to avoid conflict, trying to make them feel better, trying to smooth something over, says something to them that's, you know, nicer or a little flattering, uh, not quite true right? A little, a little massaged version of the truth. The person who does aggressive pattern is going to pick up that difference immediately and it scares them. Well, and it they reinforces that I can't them. trust you. And, and you're not telling me the truth. Right. They need you to tell them the absolute stark naked truth, mm-hmm. no matter how bad it is, because it can't be any worse than the world they already live in. Mm-hmm. You know, for them, This is a battle all the time. A person who's really caught in aggressive pattern literally is living in fight or flight all the time. Mm 
and their system can't come down to feeling safe. Mm -hmm. It's a really tough place to be caught. And of course, their attempts to deal with that um, uh, make them pretty aggressive and hard for other people to deal with too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I can, since I, I can think of, you know, clients that I've worked with that ran this pattern and mm -hmm. a lot of the healing was, is around, it, it has to require a very, very safe environment for them to learn how mm -hmm. to, to drop back into their body to a place of homeostasis and safety and get out of that mm -hmm. dysregulated state in terms of the the fight or flight response which was really a lot of the fight it's because it doesn't feel safe to be um not on the defense or not constantly like hyper aware of what's gonna attack me um it feels like those yeah. defenses are down when you're really uh when you are regulated in that that's scary for them yeah so feeling weak or needy or scared is scary for them. And all those feelings have been disowned. And they won't actually experience feeling scared. They will not know that underneath this, you know, this big show of I'm big and strong and tough and I can take anybody here, that actually they're terrified. And if you ask them about it, they'll say, no, no, I'm not scared. You're scared. Um, because they're they're not in touch with the terror but it's running their life. And all of these patterns run our lives. That's why it's so important to understand which patterns you do and be able to get out of them so that you can run your life, so you can be present and not have your patterns making all these decisions for you. Right. So are you saying there's hope for us? Is there hope for those yes, yes, of us who are in a relationship? What, what is the path forward? Obviously, it's taking, a, what I'm sort of hearing is taking personal responsibility and accountability for your pattern and the ways Absolutely. that it, you fall into them. Learning that about your partner as well and uh -huh. actively pursuing alternative responses to how you traditionally kind of the default react reaction that you have. Is that what I'm kind of sensing yeah. or are there other things that we can be doing um, that might help us uh, navigate relationships in different patterns? Yeah. As a person who's been studying human beings my whole life, first I was an actor before I became a psychotherapist. Um, I have looked at every, every model that I've been able to find of how to understand people. And this turns out to be the best model I've seen. And I did not invent this. This is uh, like almost 100 years old, but it's been sort of stuck in the backwaters of energy healing and um, mm -hmm. psychology. And all I did was write a book to bring it out to the general public. But so first thing is learn this map, learn this way of understanding people. You'll find it simpler and more true to life and more useful than other maps you may have studied. Uh, secondly, figure out which patterns you tend to go into in distress and how to know that you are currently in a pattern and which pattern and how to get out of that pattern and back to being present. And there are actually energetic um, skills you can learn which will help you stay present more 
be able to endure more distress before shifting into pattern and help you come out of pattern uh, more easily. It's a lot like maintaining your balance. You know, a little kid has to learn to walk. And part of it is a, a lot of practicing walking until they get really good at noticing when they're going off balance and catching themselves before they fall down. You can do the same thing with being present versus falling into pattern. So learn about the patterns, learn yours, learn how to know when you're in pattern and how to get out and how to um, communicate with other people in right. their patterns. Yeah, exactly. And, and not, like is... you said, not get judgmental about their patterns. Sure. It's not their job to be just like you. Yeah. And knowing yourself and your partner's patterns is a love language. It really is. And this is so empowering oh, yeah. just to learn uh, the differences in the ways that, that we are like, these are showing up in our relationships and every single person that's mm -hmm. listening to this, I, I trust is probably already being able to sense themselves in, in one or, or a couple of these. And that self-awareness mm -hmm. is the first step to any type of transformation or change is just um, becoming aware that we do these things and that they have had, you know, a grip and a hold on us for a long mm -hmm. time. But that, that doesn't mean we're you know, we're doomed. It doesn't mean that this is how it, how it has to be. We just get better. We just get more equipped oh, with yeah. knowing how to come back to presence. We become much more skillful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, starting with the, uh, the free gifts from this podcast, uh, everybody's going to be able to get this chart. And there's also... Uh, one called 10 Things You Need to Know to Understand People, which is, you know, some of the basics about these patterns. Um, and then there's a lot of information on the book website, which, you know, not surprisingly is called the5personalitypatterns.com. Uh, and then I actually prompted by uh, your thought of like, let's do a, a podcast on using these patterns in relationship, I've realized that the next uh, online course I want to teach is this material, using the five personality patterns to improve your relationships. So if people get um, any of the gifts of this, that'll put them on my newsletter list. And I will be sure to let them know when I'm going to do that. It'll be after Christmas. Perfect. Well, this is super exciting that it's prompted you to create this new course because I can... I 100% know that not only is it going to be valuable to me, but everybody listening. And um, I highly encourage you guys to go to the five personality patterns.com peruse around, see what's available and go ahead and get these free resources because they're incredibly helpful. Um, and they're just going to continue to help educate you on, on how you can get started in, in understanding yourself and your partner a little bit better. Uh, so that ultimately we can have more fulfilling, satisfying relationships and love, which is truly what we all want. You know, we want to be seen, we want to be heard, uh, for who we really are. And, um, when we're in pattern, it, it's, it's so easy to, to not feel seen and recognized for who we really are. So this is, yeah. is that bridge to really um, like being able to access that level of, of intimacy. 
and we want to know who we really are. And the interesting thing is we are not these patterns and the way this they have shaped our personality. We are our presence. And being present is different from being caught in a pattern. And many, many people are so convinced that they are one of their patterns. Um, and they're so identified with it that if you ask them, like, well, why are you like that? Why do you do that? They'll say something to the effect of, well, that's just the way I am. Mm -hmm. They have never experienced being out of that pattern. But if when a person is able to um, learn this map and first shift out of being caught in a pattern into being more present, it's, it's like for the first time in your life, being able to walk out of your house into the outside and look up at the sky and go, wow, I'm not the house. I've been living in it, but it's not me. There's a me beyond that. And yeah, that's a that's, real freedom for, for all of us. That's a real liberation. It really, it really, really it is. It's, it's such a powerful realization. And, um, and I'm excited for, for people to have, have more of those experiences and moments of, of recognizing that there's so much more than um, just a, a pattern of behavior and self-protection that has served you for a really long time, but just mm -hmm. might not be serving you at the highest level anymore. And, um, that's what this, this information and this, and the five personality book really equips you to start to, to understand. So I encourage you to go get it. And Steven, just thank you for your work. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for spending so much time, uh, sharing all of this with us and, uh, you're welcome back anytime on the show. Thank and, you. um, we thank will definitely you. make sure people know about where they can get um, all of this information in the show notes below. It's really been a pleasure. And I'm really grateful to you for your interest in this and that you already have a certain level of expertise in this so we can have a conversation that's, you know, um, that's got more, um, more gravity or more um, weight to it than sure. some people who have interviewed me. And thank you especially for um, for suggesting to me the idea of uh, doing this about relationships because it was sort of floating out there, but I hadn't quite caught it and realized, oh, yeah, this really is the next piece that's needed and I can do this. It's not that hard. Mm -hmm. So that's coming. Yeah, there's so much practical application, and I know um, yeah. that I will I will definitely be joining that when it's available. Um, it's been such a pleasure, and um, I've loved having this opportunity to talk to you. So thank you for being on, you guys. Please, please um, do me a favor. Let, leave a rating and review if you love this show and if you love uh, the, the stories, the expertise, the wisdom, the... Um, experts that we're bringing on, let us know. Screenshot it, tag us on social media, share it with a friend. That is the best way you can say thank you and um, keep coming back. Until next time, I'll see you on the Coachable Podcast next week. Love you.